Welcome to the Data Podcast. My name is Brian Ward, the creator and host of the Data Podcast. I am a coach, Marine Corps veteran, speaker, husband, and you guessed it, a dad. Are you ready to be inspired to be the best dad you can be for your family? This show will provide you with the tips, tools, and strategies to do just that. Are you a dad just going through the motions? Or are you looking to really elevate your dad game to the next level? Truth is, it is a blessing to be a dad. This is a responsibility we must take seriously. In the end, how do you want to be remembered? I hope you want to be remembered as a phenomenal dad. Your legacy starts in the home, not outside the home. If you're really ready to elevate your dad game, then make sure you bang that subscribe button so you don't miss a single episode. Now, let's get started. Data. Welcome to another episode of Data Up, everyone. Thank you guys very much for joining me. Uh, excited for the guests I have on this week. Uh, his name is Joe Perone, and he has a business, and he's a dad. And he and I have gotten a chance to connect through social media and email and all that. And I'm excited to have him on. So my good friend, Joe, welcome to the show, brother. Brian, it's a, it's such a pleasure to to be on the podcast. And, and I just want to say thank you for what you're doing for dads and, and the powerful platform you have here to serve dads. I'm just grateful that this exists and happy to be a guest. Awesome. Uh, well, thank you for saying that. I appreciate it. It's uh, funny that the podcast has been going now for over three years and uh, the show has really for, you know, it's, I say it's for dads, but believe it or not, Joe, I got 60% dads and 40% moms watching it and listening to it. So uh, that is, yeah, so it's almost split. So it's kind of nice, but uh, yeah, it's, you know, the way the world is, especially now um, with raising our kids, we have to be mindful of it because they're our future. So um, I think that this podcast, at least I hope that this podcast, even if it helps one dad out there, I feel like I'm doing my job. So it's a calling that God put on my heart uh, a long time ago. And um, it's, uh, it's just been a lot of fun. So thank you for being on, you know, for my listeners who may not know who you are, um, I want to dive into your backstory, kind of how you grew up and the things you got into and the business that you got now, the things that you're doing now. And then obviously this is a dad podcast. So I want to know about your family, your kids as well. Oh yeah. Okay, Brian. Well, um, you know, I'm here in the, the New Haven, Connecticut area and, uh, been here all my life, grew up in, in, in this area and, um, you know, went through high school and, and go, you know, you, you don't know what you want to do at 18 years old, right? You, you have no real idea. You, you might think you, you know what you want to do. You might be led in a certain area, but you, you know, you, you're kind of flying blind. You don't know what you really want to do what you love. And that's, that's where I kind of got into the, the business that I'm now in. And it's, um, you know, we're in the car business. We fix cars and, you know, my dad fixed cars and, you know, it's, it's kind of like my cousin Vinny, my dad fixed cars, my uncle fixed cars, all that stuff. And it was the last place that my dad wanted me to end up was fixing cars. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, it's, and it was, it was, uh, it was a day that I came home and he had, he had found me a job working just as a cashier right down the street. And, and the guy that came in and got lunch there said to me, Joe, you know, see you over here you know you work nights you work weekends how would you like to have a regular 
you know, nine to five job, come here, it'll be fun, we'll fix cars, we'll teach you every, you know, everything that, that we know about this side of it, because it was uh, auto body, and my dad was an auto repair guy. And I was like, so excited about it. I was like, oh, this is, this is really cool, something different. And I had, you know, known the guy. And, he, and I said, sure, that sounds, that sounds really cool. Like, I'll, let me, let me just talk to my dad about it and see what he thinks. And yeah, I got home. I was so excited to tell him like, dad, I'm going to get into the car business. He's like, why, why are you going to do that? <laughs> We've all been there, right, Brian? <laughs> we think, we, we think we're in our brilliance and then dad, you know, dad was not too thrilled about it. And, you know, I, I did a little salesmanship. And uh, he liked the guys that that I would would eventually go to work for. So he gave it his blessing. And he said, you know, just one thing, Joe, I, I just want you to know that no matter what you do, I want you to just do your absolute best. And if you say you gave it your best every day and you did the best you could, then that's that's that'll that'll comfort me knowing that you did the best you could and and it'll serve you well in life. So with that I I started my career in the the automotive business. It was 18, you know, 17, uh, almost ready to turn 18. And there there I went and started uh, you know, emptying trash pails and cleaning cars and sweeping floors and you know, started really from the bottom. And it was it was nothing about really fixing cars. It was a lot of you know it was a, it was the gopher. You know I knew I knew what everybody took for coffee and all the you know all the things we we know Brian right when you start at the bottom and you kind of you're the grunt right exactly. <laughs> and we'd come home and Dad would just kind of laugh and chuckle and say I was fixing cars you know <laughs> like. Well, you know, learning as I go here, and and eventually, I I had the ability to fix cars and learn learn quite a bit, and um, you know, got to the point where I I learned a lot of the different areas of of my my job in the the shop that I was in, and and uh, got got to a point about ten years in where uh, one of the owners uh, business partners had passed away. You know, it was kind of untimely. You know, he was a dad of seven kids, 40 years old, drops dead of a massive heart attack. And, um, you know, really, that that's really where, you know, learning about, you know, what I'd seen my own dad go through. He lost his dad really early on. He was he was 13 when he lost his dad and he, you know, lost him at an early age, obviously, Dad died young, and now my my coworker, the guy that got me into this business, um, you know, he's dead at forty, mm-hmm. seven kids, and you know this this all started becoming a lot bigger than job and work and and life, and really, uh, you know, at that at that time, two thousand and four, um, what was had to do a reality check. At a young age, you know, some saw my dad go through this, saw a coworker go through this, and my my life really changed at that point. And after the soul searching, I decided that, you know, my dad's advice of doing the best I could, you know, really wasn't doing the best I could be doing in in that business. And um, started asking the 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 owner 
like, I, where, where will this take me in 10 years from now? You know, where, where's, where am I going to be here in 10 years? And started learning about how to really move up and, and start taking ownership of a business, start treating the business as if it's your own. And this was really living into that advice that my dad had given me to, to if you're going to do your best, if you're going to be in this business, do your absolute best. Make sure you're giving this your all. And nobody had taught me that. Nobody had really given me that advice. It was just something that I, I had found. And through seeing, you know, these dads die early. And, and what, what what legacy did they live? They had kids and sons and and. You know, they now they they had somebody that they they need to look up to, you know. And started thinking about starting my own family, like how what kind of dad was I going to be? You know, how would I, how would my kids see me? And I was still ways off. So I began to treat that business that I was in as if it was my my own business. And, you know, Brian, I could tell you the the really long story of, you know, how we took ownership of the business and the, you know, exorbitant amount of money we paid for it and the trials and tribulations that went through purchasing the business that we were employees of. And, you know, that's a that's a whole nother podcast. <laughs> you can we, we can we can beat that story down for, for a long time. But the the basis of that story was. I did what my dad told me to do. I, I did my best. I got, um, you know, my business partner and I, we bought this business and we were, we were now business owners. And that was um, kind of one of the things that I had thought this was a finish line, you know, but it, but it really wasn't. It, this was a starting point now for a new way of being, you know, this, who was I going to be as a man? Now, now I'm a business owner. Now I'm responsible for, other people. I have employees now. They have families. They're dads. You know, we have all 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 guys working for us. Not not opposed to any females that want to come into our business, but typically it's not a uh, it's not a desirable uh, business that a lot of females come into. But a lot of guys, and they're all dads. And now I have to be a leader, not only in my own family, but I have to be a leader here, and I have to. Uh, what I what I value as a dad, what I value as a man, what I value as a person. Now I have to lead that, and I have to lead by example. So I I have to line up all my values, business values, my my personal values, you know, my parenting values. I have to line all this up, and what a huge responsibility that is, right, Brian? <laughs> you know, I, I can't be one way on on Saturday and Sunday when I'm home and then expect to, to do something totally different on Monday. The values won't line up. It won't line up. I'll be stressed out. I'll be miserable. And I'm and I'm just learning this as I go. So get to 2014 and, um, you know, my in the first year of marriage, my wife's pregnant with our first son. We don't know it's son yet. And I'm completely burnt out in my business. Completely burnt out. I mean, I, I would throw vendors out of my office. I, I was just, I had gotten consumed by running this business and, and being everything to this business, being everything to my family and just 
you know, new new marriage and and all the responsibilities that we know, right, Brian, that come with providing for our family and you know, buying a house, building a house, restoring a house, you know, making sure everybody has nice cars to drive and you know, nice things and all, all this stuff just really over overtook me and overwhelmed me. And it became more about the providing and the things. You know, it became about the status and the money and, you know, how much is enough and all this stuff. And I forgot, I lost my way of what I truly value. And it was kind of easy to lose because I never really said it in concrete on what I what I truly value. So 2014, you know. We had just finished the the paying off the business. We had just purchased the building that we were we were leasing from the from the owner of the business, and it was just a really hectic and stressful year that had really no um, no way other than finish paying off this business, buy this building, and then you'll be then you'll be then you'll be free. Then it'll then it'll be all free from there, right? Well, now I have a whole new set. I have a new, whole new scenario here. Wife's pregnant, about to have a son, still burnt out, still, still working all these hours, trying to just pack it away and get ready. And all, uh, August 2014, I middle of a work, middle of a busy work day, all kinds of things going on. I just collapse in the middle of the floor at my at my business. Just. I don't know, Brian, if it's a panic attack, a heart attack, anxiety. I have no clue what, what is going on right now with me. All I know is I had felt those feelings before, and now this was the, this was the day that it really brought me to my knees. And, you know, I could tell you that it was the bright lights of the, uh, you know, as they're, they're got me on a cart and I'm going through triage, I'm going get, get all these things hooked up to me. I could tell you it was then. I could tell you it was in the the couple days afterwards, but somewhere in that period of time, I realized that something this this wasn't going right. Something needed to change in my life, and you know it was really a, a sobering moment for me, knowing that I have I have another person that we've created that I'm going to be really responsible for. I'm going to be a dad in in less than three months. I'll be a dad for the first time. And the example that I was going to set just became like forefront in my mind. Joe, what kind of dad are you going to be? What kind of example are you going to set for your son? Are you going to want to, you know, you're going to want him to see you getting up really early, coming home late, just tucking them in bed at night, you know, reading them a story, just kind of at the end of the day, you're, you're zonked out, checked out, thinking about everything, but actually the responsibility they have right in front of you. Um, concerned about the money, concerned about the stuff, concerned about all the, the crap. Like, is that, is that the example that you, you want to set? And by my actions, that's the example I would be setting. And it was in the you know in the middle of a, a, a just a really dark night for me that I you know just really 
had to do some soul searching and, you know, really lost the way of my faith and had to come back to that and what I grew up with as, as a young child and all through my early years into my teenage years, you know, we were, we were based on Christian values and that was what we, what we were, were brought up on. And I had to go back and, and, study that again and and really see what that meant now for me and through all of that i i found jim Rohn, which i never knew who jim Rohn was prior to 2014 and i love your smile because you know how how earth-shattering groundbreaking jim Rohn's simple simple message is and in the middle of a dark night, not knowing what to do next, I hear, for anything in your life to change, you have to change. Boy, Brian, that's that just slapped me in the head. Like, <laughs> so you mean it's not my mother-in-law? <laughs> Joan, if you're listening, it's not you. We, we've already come to that. That's my mother-in-law. <laughs> That's my disclaimer, Brian. <laughs> and it's not the weather and it's not traffic and it's not my employees. It's not my wife. It's not my neighbor. It, it's me. You're saying that if I, anything is to change in my life, I have to change. And that's what he was saying. And so now I'm, I'm now I'm a new dad and I have a, a, a you know beautiful boy. Our son, our oldest son is Bruno. And um, looking at Bruno, and there were nights where I'd have Jim Rohn just playing as I as we're sitting there and having our time together because I, I I'm I'm in training right now, Brian. I'm now I'm in training. This was this was Mandarin Chinese to me before August of 2014. I'm learning as I go here, and that that message of what kind of dad am I going to be? What kind of example am I going to set for this guy? This is real now. This is this isn't you know in theory. This is the real life here. We're doing this, and as I really got clear and slowed down and and thought about okay, well, where are the areas that I need to change in? What, what do I you know where do I start? And really the first thing that I worked on was just changing my attitude, changing my outlook, changing, you know, I complain, Brian, I complain about everything. Such a complainer, you know, looking back, I just, geez, wonder how anybody even was around me. Cause it was like, I, I would complain about everything. And I said, I, you know, this is not what I, this is not what I want. I want to change this. So I, I, what's the opposite of complaining? Being gratitude. I'm like, okay, well, you know, well, you know, how, how do I, how do I be grateful every day for this, this life? I have this beautiful son. I got a beautiful wife. You know, we have a nice home. You got a business. You got great employees. And I just, I would just start going from there, man. Just start, just start going from there on, on this, this gratitude journey of all these things and. 
start writing it down. Start like work somewhere I could see it and just have it right in front of me. And man, for anything in your life to change, you have to change. Okay, we're gonna change. We're gonna we're gonna go from complaining to gratitude every single day. Doesn't cost anything. Doesn't doesn't cost a dime. But it's something that you could do every day. And I just built that habit. And I just stayed on that habit. And I and I got it bigger. And I the list got longer. And the and, okay, now well now you can you could just be grateful. But you know what? Why don't you why don't you share that gratitude? Why don't you reach out to people and just tell them how grateful you are and the people that are in your life that are making a difference for you and the the people that have mentored you and the people that you learn for how you know you're in this you're in this dad we're on a dad podcast so you're in this dad role and you know there, there's books and there's authors and there's podcasts and there's people that can mentor us right this this podcast is a prime example right if you're listening out there send Brian some love send Brian some gratitude let him know what 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 he's what kind of difference he's making for for your life? Because now, once we're reaching out to to the people that are mentoring us, that are helping us, that are setting an example for the for the people that we need to be, man, send them a little, dropping them a little note of gratitude, dropping them some some love in their inbox because they need the strength to carry on this 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 message. And and you know, iron sharpens iron. We know this, right, Brian? And as I just started doing that, man, people just just lined up to help me, just lined up to help me do do this, do this dad thing, do this business thing. You know, I'm a new, you know, new husband, you know, doing the husband thing. And I just found so many leaders, you know, we, we, we like to use the word leader and throw leader around and there's visionary leaders and there's authentic leaders and there's all different. It's just, there's leaders. You're a leader, a leader, or you're not a leader. It's just <laughs> black and white. You either are or you're not, you know, and if, if you want to know if you're a leader or not, just look and see if anybody's following you. <laughs> if anybody's following your example, if anybody's, you know, if you're not creating a leader, you're not, a, you're not a leader. You know, you, you can't be appointed to, to a leadership role and be a leader. And I'm learning how to be a leader in my family. I'm learning how to be a leader at my business. I'm learning how to help those guys that work alongside me be better dads. You know, educating them a little bit more. And I'm learning. And we're, we're all learning together. And, you know, that's that's where where this all began. You know, I got, I got my... Uh, I got my kick in the pants going to that emergency room. I heard Jim Rohn and I decided that it was a change. And, and you know, it, it can, we could keep going from there. <laughs> but that's the base of it, Brian. <laughs> All right. So let me ask you this before we dive into everything that you just talked about. How many kids do you have? So I have two boys, um, Bruno, we mentioned, and Marcello, who's my second guy. He'll be four on uh, January 2nd, and he's just a blessing to us, and Bruno's a blessing to us, and just love being their dad. You know, I'll, I'll see the uh, I'll see the the dad, other dads at soccer or taekwondo and say, Bruno's dad. It's like, oh, okay. So that's my official titles, Bruno Marcello's dad. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, how how old is Bruno? Bruno just turned eight. Okay. 
Just turn right, so eight and almost four. All right. Well, yeah. I've got a few years on you. Uh, my boys are uh, 24 and 21. So, uh, so I got a few years on you, but, uh, uh, let's, let's kind of, let's back up a little bit because you talked a lot about the influence and the impact that your dad had on you and just the words that he used, um, to encourage you. He may not have been, um, a hundred percent, um, in alignment or in agreement with the decisions you were making as far as staying in the automobile business. Uh, but he supported you and he told you, if you're going to do it, go all in, do it, give it a hundred percent. Um, that's, that's great advice coming from a dad, um, to say, Hey, I don't necessarily agree with you the decision that you made, but if you're going to make this decision, I'm a hundred percent supportive of it. And a hundred percent back you of it, as long as you give it a hundred percent yourself. Um, that, and that's great advice. And that's something that I really strive for with my boys. It's like, look, you can be whoever you want to be, whatever you want to do, you can do, but if you're going to do it, give it all you got and be committed to it. And that was a decision that you decided to make. You're going to go all in and it ended up essentially hurting you. You ended up really struggling with your anxiety, things that were going on in the business. And now you've got a new marriage and a son that's about to be born and you've got all this stress. Um, so before I go into other things, Learning from that experience of knowing the stresses that you have in your life, um, you said it was, you don't know what it was that really kind of woke you up. You said it was Jim Rome, all those kinds of things. But what advice would you give to dads that maybe at a breaking point and, and dads that may be going, I've got all this going on and I have this huge responsibility coming in this family that I have to raise. And I don't know how to get out. I don't know how to get to a point where I'm a hundred percent happy and, and my life is fulfilled. I feel this just immense amount of stress. The reason I ask you that question is because I was kind of the point of my podcast. My podcast was really to say, Hey, uh, as a dad, myself, I raised two boys worked, uh, uh, in corporate America, very successful in corporate America. But at the same time, I coached all their sports. I was a all committed, you know, coach, raised them and coached them all the way up through high school. And yet I was, even though I was successful in my business, I was still able to be a successful dad. Now there were stresses along the way, but I found that, that I found out how to do that and be happy at doing it. Um, so for dads that may not know, Hey, I've got this huge responsibility coming up and I feel like my, I feel like the world is just caving in on me. How do I get out of it? What's, what advice would you give to dads that may be feeling that stress or that pressure and how do they get over it or accomplish being that happy dad? Yeah. Yeah. Great question, uh, Brian. It, you know, for me, it was really getting clear on what I wanted. What example was I going to set? Not mm -hmm. what did other dads do? Not looking to the left or looking to the right. Focus on my four walls and decide, you know, cut off any other option that this was the path that I was going to go. On. And this would be success to me. Set my own metrics for what a successful dad would be. And you said it, you know, I knew that <clears throat> similar to you coaching your, 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 your children's sports, 
that would be really important to me. We're, we were from an athletic family. My boys play soccer. My oldest plays soccer and he's involved with Taekwondo. I knew that I would want to be that dad. Like, like you're saying, I want to be there to coach. I want to make sure I'm there on the sidelines. I'm not going to miss a game. You know, I'm not going to miss him getting his belt promotion at Taekwondo. I'm going to make sure that I'm there. Um, those were the most important things to me. So I decided all those important, like forecasted those important moments. Um, we just had a, we just, he's in the choir at school. So they just had a nice performance. I want to make sure I'm at that performance. That is number one for me. So dads that are out there, set your parameters for what success looks like to you as a dad. You know what your kids are involved in. You know what they, what they like, you know what, you guys are doing together. Put those things at the top of the list. These are our can't miss events, the practices, the recitals, the games, the promotions, all these things that we, we need to be there for our kids and be fully present. Cell phone in the car, laptop in the car, <laughs> you know, fully present, fully there, fully attended to what our, what our kids need. Because what they need is our example. We can tell them what we value. We could drill the value into their head, but if they don't see it from us, there's a values mismatch and they're not going to understand that value. They're going to say, well, dad, dad and mom are saying this, but they're doing this and it doesn't align. So you're going to create issues with the kids trusting that that value is actually something that you're committed to. So first things first, I would I would look at what you do on a, on a daily and a weekly basis and make these can't miss events. Put them in your schedule. I, I love, you know, my getting my son from the bus stop is just something that I said, I want to be that dad. I want to be the dad that's putting him on the bus and taking him off the bus. And my wife's here and some days she puts him on and takes him off. Some days it's both of us that put him on and take him off. But I just that's something that I want. I don't know if any other dads have that on their on their list of things that they're committed to doing. But I wanted to commit to that. And I said, it's in my it's in my calendar. 320 p.m. I'm there waiting for him at the bus stop. And he could set his he could set his calendar by that. And I don't know why. That's just was something that was important to me. So it's in my calendar. All his games are on my calendar. All these things that whatever dad, whatever's important to you, dad and mom that are listening, put it in your calendar. Just like we put all of our important moments and our important appointments and schedules, everything goes in the calendar. Put those most important people in your calendar. Yeah, the calendar thing is is huge because um, it, I always say if it's not in your calendar, if it's not on your schedule. You're going to either forget about it or other things. We have various things that go on throughout the day that'll that'll derail us. And if it's not in your calendar, it'll completely get overlooked or forgotten. Um, so that's that's something that I am um, very big on. My wife and I, as a matter of fact, we to this day we Sunday evenings we talk about what do we have going on this week. Um, whether it's you know in her she's a teacher and her things that she's doing and the things that I'm doing at work. And then also family. What do we have going on with the family? Um, we get that stuff situated on Sunday evenings. So I know that, hey, if there's something I have to do or be at or attend to, uh, it's in my calendar. 
Sunday evening. So um, that is that is super, super important. I think that uh, I have, as my boys grew up, I had these non-negotiables and they were the things that my kids were doing, whether it was sports, practices, games, uh, school events, whether it was, you know, uh, open house, you know, uh, parent teacher conferences, all those things. Um, those were my non-negotiables. Those are things where I was going to be at no matter what. And my job, you know, being in corporate America, I had to let them know these are the things that are important to me. And if you're not willing to align with those things that are important to me, and you think I have to be here for those at the company, then I'll go find a job somewhere else. I mean, that was how important it was to me. I'll, I'll work somewhere else. Um, so, and I, I made sacrifices over the years. I was a coach. So there were many times that I had to leave at two o'clock in the afternoon to attend to practices or games as a coach. Uh, I just made sure that I was in the office that much earlier. I, some, some days I was in the office at four o'clock in the morning so I can make sure that I got the work done for my company, but also I was able to get out the door at two o'clock. Those are just sacrifices that I made to show my family that yes, I still value you and you still are important to me. And I'm making the sacrifice to prove it to you by doing this. Um, and so that was something that I did. Um, I love the fact that kind of rewinding a little bit, I love the fact that you talk about, um, you know, you grew up around cars. I grew up, I want to tell you this story because I grew up around cars too. Uh, I, I, I purchased my very first car. You'll appreciate this, Joe. I purchased my very first car at the age of 13. I had obviously no license, but it was a 62 Chevy Nova and had nothing in it. No engine, no interior, nothing. Um, and I purchased it for $50. I was working. I had a paper out. So I was, had a paper out business and I used my paper out money to buy this car. And my dad and I towed it home. I, I was sitting on a Knudsen crate in the car, hands on the steering wheel. My dad and his, his truck was towing it. And we, you know, we only had to go a few miles. So I was just steering. That's all I had to do was steer at 13, steer it back to the house. And uh, yeah, I, I spent the next three years fixing up that car. My dad and I out there working on it, the engine, the interior, we painted it. We got the interior upholstered, did a whole, I bought another car to take parts off another Nova to take parts off of it. Did that for three years till I turned 16. And I had this, I had this car, I'll send you a picture of it. I had this car that was uh, done up, had pinstriping centerline rims, had a three tree, three on the tree, had a three speed on the column, straight six cylinder, the whole deal. Um, and I drove that car all through high school <laughs> until I, uh, I changed the engine out. Uh, later in my high school years, I changed the engine out, put a 327 in it, a uh, small block. And uh, yeah, I love that car. Um, and I had that car, went into the Marines after I got out of high school and I had that car. And then I met my wife and being in the military, you don't make a whole lot of money. And my wife and I were wanted to get married and I didn't have the money to buy an engagement ring. So I did something that I regret today, not because of our marriage, but because I wish I still had this car, but I sold it so I could get the money together to buy her engagement ring. And uh, I ended up selling it for four grand. Uh, and for you know a 20 year old kid, four grand was a lot of money. Uh, so I sold it for four grand uh, to, a, to a guy in town and bought my wife's engagement ring. And I'll tell you something, to this day, that guy 
still has my car. My dad, many years later, this is like last year, my dad was at a car show and saw the car. And he approached the guy and said, hey, I think you, you bought my son's car. And he said, this is it. Cause he had changed it all up. It was completely different. The paint job was different, everything. And my dad's like, this is the same car. And he said, yeah, it's the same car. And uh, yeah, I, I just, um, so my dad took a picture of it and sent it to me. I couldn't believe it. Um, anyway, it's oh, wow. just a little sidebar. Uh, <laughs> you have no idea, Brian. It touches my heart because we've, you know, similar stories, but yeah, that's, that's just a, that's a great story, man. Yeah. Love they, that. Love yeah. That. You know, but those are the things that my dad did with me. He was into cars. He got me into it. And as much as, you know, I was a, I was a teenager, I had good grades in high school. I played sports in high school. I had a job in high school. And then on my spare time, I was working on this car. Um, and, you know, I, I will say though, Joe, though, those were the only things that I did with my dad. They, they, my dad worked a lot of hours. My mom and dad worked a lot of hours. Uh, they couldn't come to a lot of things that I participated in. I can count on one hand how many sporting events they came to to watch me play. They just couldn't be there because they had to work. Um, and I just knew at a very young age that I wasn't going to be that way as a dad. I knew that that was not going to be my life. I knew I wanted to be more for my kids. Um, and, you know, I'm grateful for those lessons that my dad taught me as far as, you know, ra you know, uh, building cars and all that kind of stuff. And he taught me how to be a good man. And um, he loved me and all that kind of stuff. But he was disconnected as far as everything else goes in my life. Uh, and that was just just how it was back then. And I just knew I wasn't going to be that way with my kids. Um, now, speaking of that, uh, the reason I bring that up is because I wanted to ask you, 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 you talk a lot about your dad. What kind of lessons did your dad teach you about being a dad? Because you talk about your dad and him teaching you about the importance of, you know, running a business. And if you're going to do this, go all in, but what kind of lessons did he, did you learn from him, uh, to be a dad that maybe you use today or don't use today? Yeah. Um, another, another great question. You know, my dad was the guy that would would you could depend on him. So he worked by day at a, at a mechanic shop, and he he would tow cars at night. And my father was was a man of his word. If he said he was going to help you out and do something, you you can you could take that to the bank because he would certainly help you. So my father always gave people his word, stuck to his word. He was a he was definitely a man of his word. He's got you know, people that would will still come up to me and say, you know, he's, he lives, you know, lives here, but he goes back and forth to Florida. He and my mom talk, talk to him almost every day. He actually called me right before we jumped on the podcast, <laughs> wish me good luck. You know, it was, you know, always something that he instilled in me to just to keep your word and to be a person of your word. And, people will still come up to me and say, man, you know, how's your dad doing? You know, just tell him I was asking for him. And, you know, they just, they, they love my father. And, um, you know, so that, that's a great example that I learned that, you know, I don't know if he knew that that was the example he was saying. He was just being, he was just being himself. So as I would see that example that he set for me, I'm like, well, that's something that I want to aspire to. I want, I want people asking about, about me like that. And I want people to, you know, when, when I'm not in the room, how are they going to talk about me? And, you know, my dad has, has people saying really good things about him when he's not around and has a really good name. And, you know, that, that proverb, you know, good names, 
better to be chosen than than fine riches and gold. I, I'm paraphrasing, but I think that's pretty close. That's my father, you know, and he's a very rich man in that sense where his name is 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 well spoken. I'm happy to be happy to be a junior to his senior. <laughs> um, that's cool. I, you know, you when you talk about it like that, I I think about this last week. My dad, uh, my own father, um, just retired. And he is, uh, he's 70 years old and he worked at this company. He was an engineer at a hospital and he worked there for 32 years. And I had only been there when I was a young child or younger. Um, I had only been there, you know, a couple of times. Uh, so I didn't really know the people that he worked with, but <clears throat> I drove four and a half hours. His, his, one of his, uh, uh, co-workers had reached out to me on Facebook and said, Hey, we're doing this little retirement party for your dad. I don't know if you can be here or not, but if you can, great, this is the time and day. And so I drove up four and a half hours, drove up to, uh, to surprise him. It was a surprise retirement party for him. And when he walked in the room and saw me, he couldn't believe it that I was there. He was so happy. Um, but that was a great moment that that connection that we had how how excited he was to see me at his retirement party but the fact that all these people from this hospital is a huge hospital and all these people came in and to to witness his retirement party and to witness him saying goodbye and all these people coming up to him all these people coming up to me and saying what an impact he was on their life and how great he was as a as somebody that they worked with um, just spoke volumes of his character and the type of person that he was. I may not have always agreed with everything that he did or didn't do. We may have butted, butted heads several times throughout our lives, but witnessing that and witnessing the love from all these people and how much they respected and cared about my dad um, just spoke volumes. And it just showed me that that's how I want to be viewed, kind of like what you were talking about. I think about when men carry this responsibility of providing for the family and they feel like they have to work these 80 hour weeks so they can provide roof and clothing and food and all that for their family. They carry this stress. And I think about my, the moment that I'm about to go meet my heavenly father and the people that I want around me, have I really lived a fulfilled life and met the goals that I wanted to meet um, and built a legacy in my family, not so much in my business or the things that I'm doing outside the home. I say that your legacy starts in your home, not outside your home. And too many men now think that our legacy, my legacy is going to start outside the home because I'm trying to build this business and I want to pass it on to my kids. Well, that's great. But what are you missing? What are you missing in your home? If you're, if you're unavailable because you're trying to build this business or you're trying to build this legacy outside the home, what are you missing inside the home? What are you missing with your kids? Because it goes in a blink of an eye. Your kids are, you know, two years old. And the next thing you know, they're 22 years old and you've missed so much time. Um, so for me, it was about building my legacy outside. I mean, inside the home. And that's as much as my dad had to work. I could see that, yeah, he's got all these people around him, but you know, I showed up, my mom showed up. I had, you know, my cousins showed up. I mean, just a bunch of family showed up to support him and his decision. So I can see that the legacy really is going to carry on inside the home. Even though he wasn't a hundred percent committed dad, he, you know, he tried, but for you being this, being this business owner 
and a dad that that has two young boys that look up to you and um, value the things that you do inside the home and outside the home. Um, what does your legacy look like, Joe? What does the legacy of Joe look like when you're, you know, on at that place where you're going to go meet your heavenly father? You know, I, I think, I think about this often and, you know, we're here, we're here to serve other people. You know, we're here to, our, our legacy is how many people did we touch? How many people's lives did we have an impact on? How, how many people were we able to, to serve while we were here? And, and, and I'm not talking about people pleasing. I'm not talking about, you know, this, this self-righteous thing of, you know, I helped all these people. It's about, you know, the, 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 the legacy and the example that you set for people. And when, when I think about legacy for me, it's about those examples that I'm setting for the kids. You know, the, I think about how they're going to be as dads. I think about how they're going to be as grandparents. I'm thinking about how, um, all the lessons that I learned, am I sharing the lessons I learned from my dad? Am I sharing the, the dad up podcast? Am I letting them know, you know, I write in the margins of a lot of my books and I write, I write notes to, to my kids in the margins of my books. So the legacy of that would be like, this is a lesson that I learned, um, way back in 2020 in the, in the twenties, <laughs> way back in the twenties, I learned this lesson. And my journals, you know, I have, I'll leave little notes to my boys in my journals. Um, you know, in, in business, you know, we have, you know, there's, there's ups and downs in business and life. There's, there's, there's ups and downs every, every day, but I'll put in my journal when I was having a down moment. And then I'll, I'll make sure that I look, write a little, little asterisk and say, two weeks later, this problem was something that I shouldn't even worried about. Just so it's a little reminder for them. Yeah, yeah, you could read that from Jim Rohn, or yeah, you could read that from uh, you know uh, any of the authors that we love and know. But here's your dad telling you that this is something that you know we we had a little cash flow issue in our business, or we had you know we had uh, uh, an issue with uh, you know a vendor or a client or something. It was something I was really worried about here back in the twenties. But here's a little asterisk, and two weeks later. This problem was resolved. It was a non-issue. It was a nothing burger. It was something that just shouldn't have been worried about, but it all worked out. And I hope one day my kids will see that and they'll see the journals and they'll go through that. And it'll be at, at the perfect time where they need something that I can't be there for. And coupled with the example that I set and the the resources that I've I've left them, they could go back and just handle it. And have have their father, you know, advice right there for him, and and it's something that's helped me. So I, I know it will help them. Yeah, uh, journaling's huge. I, I don't think enough dads do it. Uh, I don't. It's not. You know, dads may think of it as like a diary. It's not really a diary. Um, I journal every morning. Uh, I'm actually going through a journal ch journaling challenge right now where I'm doing uh, 30 days. Or excuse me, 45 days. I'm on day 30, so 45 days of journaling as much as I can. Um, I used to do it just in the morning, just a just a couple sentences or two, just to say, hey, this is what's on my thoughts. First thing in the morning when I wake up, get them out on paper so that way I can clear my mind and get ready for the day. But now I'm, I'm journaling in this journaling challenge. I'm kind of doing, I'm journaling seven, eight, nine times a day 
just so I can, you know, keep my thoughts, you know, fresh, keep my thoughts down on paper and get my mind clear. Um, so it's just a little journaling challenge I'm doing right now. But if you dads out there, or even moms out there, if you're not journaling, just getting your thoughts out on paper is a huge, huge uh, help. And plus, it'll help you get your day uh, better. It'll help you perform better. It'll help you be a better parent. It'll help you be better at your job or your business. Um, so take journaling up. I, I just, I highly recommend it. Um, it's just kind of a, a way of just kind of cleansing your mind. Um, but I love that. And I love the fact that you talk about um, things that don't matter, you know, later on, you know, it affects you right now, but I think about something and I don't remember where I heard it, but I heard it. It's a, I, I remember hearing if it's doesn't matter five years from now, it shouldn't matter five minutes from now. So I think about that and I, and I picture traffic, you know, you're sitting in traffic and you're, you're in a hurry and you're like, man, I'm hitting every light or this guy's driving me nuts because they're driving, you know, the speed limit. No one drives the speed limit, right? Driving the speed limit, I'm stuck in traffic. I can't get to my place on time. And I think, okay, five minutes from now, this is really isn't going to matter. Five years from now, this isn't going to matter. So why am I letting it bother me right now? It, it is what it is. You just got to accept it and deal with it. Um, so uh, if it doesn't matter to you five years from now, it's not going to matter five minutes from now. Um, that's just kind of right. my, my little uh, tip there. Um, well, let me ask you this. If you know uh, the business, what, what's the name of your business? So, uh, so I, you know, now with, with the, the time freedom I've created in, in our automotive businesses, I'm, I'm, it's a passive business. And now I focus primarily, most of my focus is on helping dad business owners um, free up time in their business, free up time in their life. Um, so, you, so you can come see me at Joe Perone, my name, joeperone.biz. And I'd love to meet dad business owners that are looking for time freedom, looking for another way, um, looking to create something that means something to them and their legacy. Is that helping um, regardless of the business they're in, helping them not only be better at their business, but also better in their families as well? Yes, sir. Okay, excellent. So um, I was going to ask you, where can people go to look you up, all that kind of stuff, but joeperone.biz, right? Awesome. Yes, sir. Okay, cool. Um, what, you know, give me some examples, what, you know, of dads that you've uh, spoke to or recently talked to that, uh, that, you know, you've kind of given them some advice or guidance or things like that. Yeah. I had a, a dad recently that, you know, just, just felt really beaten down, you know, really successful in his business from a financial standpoint, um, provided for his family for many, many years, um, got, a, got a good, good business. But he's he's realizing that his children are getting up there uh, close to teenage years, and he missed a lot of their missed a lot of their childhood, and was really beating himself up over it. And I, I reminded him that you know your children still have a, a long life. You could you could start today, and the beating himself up over it. We did a lot of work around that. And we did a lot of work around what, what he actually did create for them. And his, his, his children are great, great human beings. And um, just he's done such a great job with them. And, and actually just lightening that load that he felt of, man, I, I missed out. And I should have, you know, should have, would have, could have. Um, we actually took some of the things that he actually did. And we, we created a highlight reel for him of, of how he's been as a dad and uh, went, went into his business and um, helped him find 
find some time in his business, find some key people in his business that are actually better at doing some of the things than he is in the business, uh, create a little better team, a little strategy for uh, freeing up some time for him. And, and now he has that space that he's looking for in his business. Um, he did that exercise where he really got clear on his path. And, you know, he was, he was spent a lot of time looking at what other business owners were doing and what their, what their plans were doing and not enough time on what he exactly wanted. So we created a plan for him and it's his plan. This is not a cookie cutter. This isn't boilerplate. This is what he wanted. This was his dream, his design. And now uh, I help him stay accountable and, and stay on track with that. And it's really helping him. And it's, and it's exciting for me. And you can see the smile on my face. <clears throat> those, those are the people that I love helping because for me, it's something that I wish I would have learned sooner, but I'm glad I went through the lessons and glad I went through the paces uh, so I could help other dads and other business owners. That's awesome. I, I think that's so great that you're doing that because too many dads now struggle in just those areas. They beat themselves up over, you know what? I wish I could have been there more often for my kids and now they're older and I feel like I missed out. Um, and instead of, instead of looking at it from that point, you got to kind of change the perspective and look at what you can do now uh, to really change your life and their life now. Yes, you may be starting from ground zero again, but that's okay. It doesn't matter. You just get it done right now, start it right now and um, uh, work on finding time. Like I had talked about earlier about finding time to not only be there for my business, but also be there for my kids. I had to find the time. Um, so uh, huge. And we obviously talked about scheduling and all that kind of stuff, which is uh, massive. So uh, that's awesome that you're doing that. I think it's a, a huge help to, uh, to dads, you know, and moms for that matter. Um, huge help to parents to really help them uh, not only be better in their business, but also be better parents for their kids uh, because they are our future as we know. Um, so cool. Uh, well, Joe, listen, man, it's been an absolute pleasure, honor having you on. I appreciate you taking the time out of your day. Um, and I look forward to uh, growing our relationship in the future, my friend. Oh, certainly, Brian. You know, again, thank you so much for what you do for dads. You know, congratulations. You're in the you're the top 10 of, of podcasts. And I, you know, man, I, whatever I could do to help you get to the top, man, because you're, you're doing great work. And, and, um, you know, it's just an honor to be serving dads alongside you. And, and I love what you put out there on LinkedIn. And just, uh, yeah, I'm a big fan. So thanks awesome. for having me on. I appreciate it, Joe. Listen, guys, if you're not checking out what Joe's doing, if you need some help, Maybe you're struggling in a certain area within your business and you're trying to find that more time for your family and for your business to help be successful in both areas of your life. Reach out to Joe. Um, you can reach out to him on LinkedIn or go to his website and reach out to him there. But I know he would love to help you. So make sure you guys are checking out what he's doing. And then as always, make sure you guys are subscribed to my podcast. If you're not already, go to the YouTube page. Make sure you subscribe or a podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any awesome guests that I have on every single week like Joe. So um, make sure you guys do that. I look forward to seeing you all on the next episode of Dad Up. Wow, another amazing episode in the books. So much was shared and I'm truly grateful my guest was able to pour into you to help you elevate your dad game and really dad up. Make sure you bang that subscribe button so you don't miss a single episode. And while you're here, please don't forget to leave me a rating and a review. I always appreciate the feedback. Also, did you know you can watch the video interview of this episode? You can by simply going to my YouTube channel at Dad Up Podcast please don't forget to subscribe to my channel. And one last thing, don't forget, 
Your role as a dad is one of the most important roles you have. So if you need a little help or have questions, don't hesitate to reach out to me on my website at dadoptribe.com or at my Instagram page at dadoppodcast. Until next time, everyone, dad up.